2: Welcome to episode 76 of the Women's Running Podcast. In this episode of the workshop, Holly and I are hugely excitable about several things all at once. Holly's running has been going brilliantly, so she's feeling hugely positive about that. Mine isn't too bad either. I've even done some hills, so I'm feeling a little bit smug. But all that positivity is against a backdrop of the disappointment of our half marathon being postponed which we're both gutted about, although we are still looking forward to running it in May. But as far as our training is going, all is not lost, as Holly confesses in her big announcement. No spoilers here. We also talk about alternatives to weekend park runs, the universal truth of the last mile of any run being awful no matter how long or short it is, and the lack of good public lose basically being a feminist subject. We also talk about an email we've had in from a listener who has a running issue that deserves masses of airtime and a solution. We have one idea, but if you have any other ideas on good places to go or brands to visit who can help women run who have had mastectomies, then do please let us know at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk. This episode is sponsored by Run For All. This year, set yourself the ultimate running challenge and join the thousands of runners who will be taking to the streets of York on Sunday 16th of October for the Yorkshire Marathon. This popular and picturesque marathon takes participants past some of York's most historic sites and along scenic country lanes, and you'll never be far from the locals who will be out in force to cheer you along with that famous Yorkshire spirit. So whether you're hoping for PB potential or aiming to tick running a marathon off your bucket list, fundraising for a special cause or hoping to increase your fitness levels, the 2022 Yorkshire Marathon is the event for you. If you're not quite ready to tackle a marathon, you can also try the Yorkshire 10 Mile. Taking place on the same day, this popular event will allow you to experience the atmosphere and sights of the Yorkshire Marathon while tackling a shorter distance. Enter today by visiting runforall.com. And don't forget to sign up to Women's Running Magazine this January for two ninety nine a month. Just go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter the code JAN22WRPOD at the checkout. Happy running. Anyway, Holly, hello. Hello. Uh,
3: Hi. It Aww. does feel like we haven't talked to each other for ages. It does actually feel like we haven't spoken to each other for a while. I feel like we've had quite busy weeks yeah. and we didn't do a pod last week. We didn't. We usually we record quite regularly, but I don't think we recorded one last week.
2: We didn't. I think because of like because of recording for Christmas and then, you know, because we did one with Kate, which was all very, very lovely. And that feels nice because we're all like, you know, we're part of a team and so that's all really cool and everything. But we don't have we don't have our little one-on-ones, do we? And we haven't
3: had I that. know, it's nice. It is. And nice. we've got quite a lot to catch up on and lots of things have happened, I think. There
2: is so much to talk about. There is so, there is so much to talk about that I had to make a list, which I never do. And, well, not, not when we're chatting, anyway. And, and, mm-hmm. and we've just got, like, yeah, there's so much. And I think probably, well, why don't we just start with, like, you know, how's, how's your running been, Hong? What's been going on?
3: Well, it's all been going, it's been going quite well. I feel like, well, I, I, I feel like I've got lots more to say and so I don't know where to start than usual because <laughs> when we were chatting before Christmas, I'd have like one run to tell you about between, between recordings. <laughs> Whereas I have been sticking religiously to my three times a week. <gasps> well done you, that's amazing. Yeah, so... um what have I done so far this week I did a so this week I'm 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 two three milers and then my weekend long run is going to be a six miler so I did my three. I know I know (laughs) I'm actually feeling okay about it you know I mean I'm feeling very comfortable with about 5k now so I've got another 5k -er. Mm a tomorrow I'm going to do that because I did some cross training yesterday and I it was I did spinning and I've got slightly sore calves so I'm going to do it do it tomorrow's um yeah sensible cool. and then on the weekend yeah I mean last time I ran 10k was I think horrible um what was it it was like the vitality and not saying that's a horrible race to no, everybody no, no, who but we, loves we doing did it wrong things and horrible times yeah we had horrible times we did have horrible so time. I think that was the last time I did a 10k so yeah. I'm quite excited to go into it feeling a lot stronger and a lot more because I did 8k I think it was like five, five miles around 8k mm. last weekend mm. and the last mile you know it I do find that however long my run is Mm. whether it's three miles or eight miles the last mile is always horrid for me that's always foul yeah yeah Yeah, I always I I I feel like some people find that first couple of miles I'm I'm the opposite I slightly I I suppose I do find that on the first mile that I'm Mm. getting into the swing of things and and I hit a bit of a stride on mile two or three where I start Mm. to not I can zone out a bit but however long that distance is, my final mile, I'll always just be clock watching and going, when can I stop?
2: Yeah, yeah, I have. I, I thoroughly concur. My first mile yeah. is, is always awful. It's always a shuffle. And I spend, I spend that sort of 10 minutes just thinking, oh, I could just turn back. I could just turn back.
3: I but know, me too. By mile
2: two, I'm some kind
3: of running goddess.
2: I don't know what that's about. I'm just me like... Too.
3: I've me too. I have worked very similarly know. with that. <laughs> yeah. I did, in, in fact, do exactly that on my five miler on the weekend. I spent the entire first mile and a half of it making excuses because I needed a wee. And mm. um, yeah, I just spent the whole time thinking, should I turn back, making a mental... Kind of map in my brain of where, like, a Costa Coffee might be, or somewhere yeah. that I could nip in for a wee.
0: Yeah. And by
3: the time I'd done that for a bit, it was actually quite a good mental tactic because by mile two, I'd completely forgotten that I needed a wee. That is great. And
2: actually, the mind map of places to go and have a wee. I've talked to my mum about this mm. um, because she used to run, and um, and she's talked about having that kind of innate knowledge of right. There's the Marks and Spencers there's the waitrose with the escalators there's a friendly pub there is a useful bush and just just to have those (laughs) things in mind as you're running around I actually think that's quite
3: good for women to have isn't it I think that that does I don't know whether I'm making a generalization but I wee more than Doug does I'd say Mm. and I like to and as well because it's not so easy to do a spontaneous wee it is not as as a woman and um yeah, I might I might do that more in future where any sort of public areas I think that's a good idea.
2: I think yeah, one of one of my personal bugbears is not enough public loo provision for women. And then and like inadequate loo provision yeah. for women, don't you think? A- completely. I, think I was um I I once was going out with a chap who was an architect and I remember him showing me uh, it was something. Some article, and it was about. I'm now going totally off at a tangent here, but it was about, um, lose and their placement in nightclubs, and what was ridiculous about lose in nightclubs at this point. This is sort of 15 years ago. Was that there were there was the same amount of space for men as there were for women. And the same kind of, like, layout for men Mm. as there were for women. And women statistically take much longer because we've got more clothes to kind of remove. Yeah. More things to kind of unbutton and to do up. They statistically take, we take longer to go for a wee even than a bloke. Um, Blokes definitely go for longer when they're having a poo but i was we're... gonna say mm, don't, let's not
3: start comparing the poos because i no. win every time on the quick seriously there. for god's but... sake i mean what is that about
2: <laughs> absolutely ridiculous! Know.
0: it's um, so but, weird
2: <laughs> but the wee thing there's just there's not enough cubicle like women's toilets should have like at least one more cubicle they should have more elbow room mm. they just need more space and and there's just not there's not enough public loos you know they've closed so many public loos i know around here there are two in my immediate vicinity that have closed and, yeah. and it just reduces your, it does mean that you just have to wee in bushes. And, you yeah, know, it takes skill and It's particularly been practice a COVID
3: issue I've found. Have you? Like, I feel like it was always a bit of a problem, but I've particularly found that to be a problem since the pandemic, that lots of public loos closed either temporarily or forever. And, yeah. like, we had a day where we went to Durdle Door on a, like, oh, a nice. classic, it was really nice, that it was a bit of a classic lockdown. Oh my god, we're going to scratch each other's eyes out if we don't go and do something now. (laughs) Um, So we drove down and spent the day there, and obviously that was maybe like I can't remember a forty-minute drive from where we are or something. And they closed the public loos that were there, and I just thought, what are you? What on earth are we supposed to do? We're forty minutes away from home, and we're spending the day here. Oh my god, no way to have a wee. And I think, I think we had to leave because of we's and go and use a service station on the way home. Oh, oh no. God. Disgraceful. Yeah, Disgraceful. I'm going to be writing to the government. COVID and <laughs> sexism. There,
2: there needs to be a letter to several MPs, yeah. I think.
3: Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's put it together. I let's want to get happy about something. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like getting
2: unnecessarily cross, but
3: look, I mean, apart from yeah. the, that you're running. It
2: does sound really, really good. We aside, that does sound. We
3: aside, I, I am really enjoying it at the moment. I think, as well, I'm t- I'm touching wood here for mm-hmm. the listener and also for Esther because we can't see each other today. Um, mm-hmm. That um, my pace. I don't want to put start playing this game and put too much pressure on for myself, but yeah. I have got in the back of my mind that my sea goal is <laughs> yeah. to my squawky sea goal um, <laughs> is to <laughs> cross that finish line in two and a half hours or less, mm-hmm. and I'm starting to creep towards a pace that is a little bit more within <sighs> that being a bit more of a realistic dream. Um, I don't know what it is. I'm just running more regularly and I'm yeah. more comfortable doing it, I suppose. Because I don't feel and, and, like I've consciously been upping my pace. No. And and are you keeping your
2: long run really slow?
3: Yeah, I am trying to. So my shorter runs in the week have been a little bit faster and I'm doing one on my own. Yeah. Um, which, you know, is supposed to give me the freedom to be able to make that a, uh, you know, a hill session let's be honest so far that that's not necessarily been the case but that's the plan as things Mm -hmm. ramp up and then my I'm kind of doing like a threshold run almost because I'm running with my friend Lex on brilliant on Mondays usually and Mm -hmm. she has got a little bit of a faster pace so I'm just finding that I'm able to match her pace and the first time we did it I thought this is going to be a really bad idea I shouldn't run with her Yeah. And now I'm starting to find we did a 5K together on Monday. And I don't think she was, you know, looking at her watch and being like, why on earth have I brought this woman with me? (laughs) I I think we both managed to feel that was the first time we probably both felt comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Well, that's good. So that's getting much better. But I must remember it is difficult, isn't it, to keep your long run slow when you're just thinking about getting in the bath on a cold January day. Yeah, absolutely.
2: And also, well, basically, if it feels good, that's the Mm thing. That's the kind of a real danger. It's like, oh, this feels really easy, you know, at mile two, mile three. This feels really super easy. So I'm just going to go at a pace that feels nice. And I think that can work. That can work absolutely brilliantly. But yeah, as as we've been told by a couple of running coaches now, actually running slower than that, almost at a kind of what feels like a foolish kind of pace can actually work massive wonders for your, yeah. your end goal race pace.
3: Yeah. So, because I think it's really endurance. set me up without knowing it. So I was really nervous about training for this half because mm. I know I'm heavier and like just, just there's like more of me to lug about now. Mm. And I was nervous that that was going to make a big impact. It actually, like it hasn't really I think maybe on my cardio a little bit I I find that like I get you know a bit I would get breathless more easily and stuff but in terms mm. of my body I actually bizarrely have felt stronger so far because I was in a place I may have been slimmer and more sort of stereotypically healthy or whatever before I did the 2020 half yeah. but this time round, I feel even though I'm I'm heavier. I have been doing more like gradual build-up slow exercise before starting training whereas I started training from complete scratch and my pace was much faster in 2020 Mm. but I burnt myself out quite quickly I think whereas I feel quite strong in these runs and I think that you know that whole thing of pacing yourself and going a little bit slower and and listening to your body a bit more as has actually meant that my training is going a bit better, I don't know Fingers crossed, I feel like it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it is, and you
2: know much more stuff, don't you? I mean, you know we both have had access to way more information in the past sort of two, three years, so definitely but so um some of it some of it will sink in like we'll we'll actually you know acknowledge some of it and maybe kind of act on it. I, I mean know. It's like I did do I did do hills last week. And um, I did try and do sort of a kind of interval tempo thing yesterday. <gasps> sort oh, well of. Well done. Tell Thanks. me more about that. Well, oh, well, I don't know. It just it feels exhausting, and also I think I think I cheated. Um, but my my running since the first January has been really lovely. I've really really enjoyed it apart from an incredibly cold run last friday where my reynolds was so so painful mm. um but um but that was my almost my fault because i kept on taking my hands out of my glass to take pictures um because it was so beautiful oh i um, did
3: see a picture of your hands actually did you send a picture to our yeah. group yeah
2: did, oh my god the pain the pain it was absolutely mm-hmm. awful um but um me and my running i've been i've, I've really enjoyed it and, it and it's kind of because i was ill over christmas um, it's been lovely to kind of emerge out the the end of that and then oh good kind of feel as though my endurance is getting back up and and that kind of stuff so that that feels really really lovely so yeah so I did oh how many hills I think I've probably done two hill sessions since the beginning of January and like I say hill it's a really slight gradient I mean it, I don't think I can call it a hill mm-hmm. and I've got I've just got like a there's a little sort of there's a little residential area and I'm able to do a figure of eight. And on the side bits of the eight, I can, I, I go up and on the middle bit, I go down kind of thing. So it kind yeah. of works for me. It's, it's a very, very boring run. Um, but then intervals but probably brilliant kind of, oh, for you. I'm hoping it'll be because I remember doing more hills
3: before the first bath half that we did together. Like, I we're remember the, you doing the, lots of hills then. Yeah, I feel like you were doing snow hill. Am I making that up? Oh, I'd st- I always do. I did Snow Hill yesterday. Did you? Oh yeah. my God, Snow Hill terrifies me. Again, for the listener, I'm so sorry we do this and we talk about Bath, but Snow Hill is like it, it's almost sort of ninety. You almost need it to feels vertical a, a, a scramble. You almost yeah. need a pickaxe and crampons. Definitely, it's
2: um. So I wouldn't do. I don't do hills. I don't do hill interviews. In, interviews, hill intervals <laughs> on Snow Hill. That would be ludicrous. Mm-hmm. The only reason I'm running up it is literally to get home because my house is kind of at the top. Oh so it's yeah, like, that's tough. Right, I, I have to get up there. And uh, yeah, so I do maybe once a week I do that, but it is, it's, so painful usually that that kind of just by the top just by the health center hole if you know it yeah um, I do that's...
3: know exactly the health centre. Yeah.
2: <laughs> just, just as I get there that's where I want to actually puke in my shoes and so if I get yeah. there and don't feel like I'm going to puke I think oh that's a win getting better getting better um, yeah
3: I've yeah, actually so... funnily enough now you say that I I think your hill training has been a bit more purposeful maybe but I have started incorporating because usually I avoid hills like the plague Mm. like the plague I avoid Mm. them like the plague I run down them and I walk up them strategically when I've just hit my mileage right at the bottom of them and I'm not counting anymore (laughs) But I um I've started going out towards the hospital and there's a little gentle hill and it's and then it flattens out at the top and that's really nice I don't mm. I, I don't know how better to describe that cause I, don't know, I don't know what the name of the road is or anything it's not very big it's no beast like snow hill but mm. it's it's just been really helping me with my mindset with that whole thing of like active recovery yeah that I pace myself when I'm going up that hill and I would have walked it back in 2020 when we were training yeah I would have just been like, oh, I'll do this more quickly if I walk it. Whereas mm-hmm. now I've been going, I don't I don't, really mind about how quickly I do it, though I want to build my endurance. So I've been r- forcing myself to run up it, but super, super gently, slowly, mm-hmm. and just focusing on my breathing. And then when it flattens out, not letting myself stop and put my head between my knees, which is exactly what I want to do when I've reached (laughs) the top of it. Yeah, Making myself plod slowly, carrying on and really thinking about active recovery and recovering while I'm running and feeling the sensation start to ease in my calves. So I don't feel like they're kind of being pressed against cold, hot coals anymore.
2: Yeah. And, And it's, it's having the confidence it's having that knowledge that, those feelings will abate just a bit slower. They take a little bit longer to abate if you carry on
3: moving than if you were to stand still. Exactly. I think when you first start, definitely when I did, I just thought if it hurts, I should stop doing Mm. it Mm. and yes if you know if you have a recurring injury or if you have something that really doesn't feel right but if it's just hurts in the way that let's be honest running does (laughs) (laughs) Mm. (laughs) then I think I'm a little bit more confident now at knowing my own kind of limits and knowing what I should push through and what I shouldn't and what I will be able to recover from in a bit because I know my roots a bit better as well yeah well spoken like a proper runner um, yeah, that sounded suspiciously like I knew what I was talking about, didn't it? It really
2: did, actually. Yeah, weird. Um, yeah. Listen, I've got something for you. I was um, I had an email um about a week or so ago from um, it's if it, it was from a chap that runs Bath Fit Fam. Have you heard of them? Do you follow them on Instagram? I have heard of them. Yeah. Well, he got in touch, um, and. Um, I thought this was really interesting, actually. So he has set up a run that goes every Sunday from Victoria Park and um, at nine o'clock, which is, I mean, you know, we both love Park Run and we had really mm-hmm. good fun when we did it. But for us, it is the other side of Bath and it's trek and a half. Um, and so it's kind of, it's worth knowing that they've got like a really nice group of people now. It's, it's a sm- smaller group of people, but it's, I think... It's quite diverse in in terms of who goes there. Because I think lots of families go. There's lots of kids.
3: Oh, that's not oh good good. And it's okay. a five pay. I was just about to say, bit scared of, yeah. no, of no no no. It's not like because they all seem like they're quite serious gym. They people. totally
2: are, aren't they? They they you know if you go on Instagram and it's just like lots of very 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 fit, very young people. Yeah, um, I mean
3: fit fam you can you can whoever you're picturing with yeah. their protein <laughs> shake yeah you've got it you've nailed yeah. it but they
2: are lovely people because I follow not just the group but I follow them like a couple of them singly as well and they're, they're yeah just, they're all they're really, really nice people one of whom I know very well um but yeah they have this run um, and I promised that I would mention it, and I, so I'm mentioning it. And also, but I also I'm mentioning it because I think it'd be good for you because you're right; it's right on your doorstep.
3: Um, yeah, that's amazing. I've been, yeah. I've been, yeah, I'd love something like that. I think what distance do, you, do they do? Do you know? Do it's five k. So it's basically a park run in yeah. the actual park, which does make a little bit more sense rather than where yeah, we currently. It's in the, have
2: it's to in the go. park. It's in the park, and I think I think it's just loops of Victoria Park. And to, to get to sort of five K, I I don't know how many you have to do, but sort of maybe. Two four. or
0: three? Yeah. Four, maybe. Yeah. Four,
2: I think. Something it's around there anyway. But what you're getting there because there's a gentle it's it's a there's a little slope there, so you would you know, you'd have a little bit of a hill to, to climb up every time you went round. Um but also a lovely hill to run down. Come down. Round. Yeah. So um, anyway, oh, an I
3: love idea. that. Maybe we should do. Should we try that? So at the moment, finding this would really love to be able to have a. I mean, I'm sure if you do, Hannah the runner, or something that, that she's one of our local ones who
0: mm.
3: who helps people train specifically for the Bath Half, for example. She does. Yeah, yeah. Then that would be perfect. But I'd love a community thing that would get me out of bed and make me excited to run in the morning. Yeah, but but park run and kind of 5k things are just a little bit too short at the moment aren't they for our yeah. weekend runs because yeah. we're kind of around well that brings me on to this doesn't it because yeah I wanted to ask you some questions about this anyway about what kind of mileage I should be doing on the weekends at the moment maybe in fact for the next mm-hmm. couple of weeks a park run would be perfect because I think we're allowed to say all of this now I, I got an email about it yesterday we are but go for it the bath half, which Esther and I are running in March, has now been pushed to the end of May. Yeah. So trying not – my initial reaction was to try not to let that phase me mm. because I was really worried that that was going to make me be like, oh, should I just stop and eat crisps then? Yeah. But I think I'm just going to pretend I didn't get that news almost. But then – yeah. Also, I don't want to burn myself out by kind of peaking with my long distances in March and then we've still got two months till we are running it. Yeah, I... Oh my gosh, but we haven't got two months because we've got other news as well. I don't know where
2: to start. Okay, I want you to just (laughs) pause there. I want you to put a big gag on your mouth and not talk about that just for a second because Holly does have massive news. Massive, huge news. But let's first of all, let's just talk about this postponement of the bath half because... Um, it, so many people are gutted about this, mm-hmm. and so many people are cross about it. Um, and it's, it's also sh-
3: not reasons you'd expect, is it? That's no. that's what's really thrown me.
2: Yeah, and we we don't really know actually the specific reasons. Something that's true. It's to, to, something to do with you know roads and the council and something like that it's something quite sort of i don't know kind of mundane really um, yeah it's not, something very not...
3: non-covidy which is yeah a re- is, is a is a big old shake-up isn't it yeah it's and it's just do you know
2: what it's just peculiar because you know bath Huff has been running for um almost as long as the london marathon so this would have been its or this will be its 40th anniversary and uh, as far as i'm aware they've only cancelled pre COVID they've only cancelled once and that's when it snowed. It snowed unexpectedly in March.
3: Oh yeah. And it it, it was, was a beast from the
2: east, yeah, I believe. Was, <laughs> yeah. Super dangerous for, for people to travel in. Um and yeah, so so this feels this feels quite it feels unexpected. Um I have tried to speak to them to to see if I can get a comment from them, but nothing yet. So mm. like we're not gonna pour scorn on on them. I've got like next to zero idea of how tough it is to put on an event
0: of this scale
2: so I don't have a clue don't know the pressures don't know what was happening exterior to
3: you know this and don't know what's going on with the council no I couldn't (laughs) organize a piss up in a brewery but I get very cross (laughs) at other people about things (laughs)
2: likewise (laughs) so I and I understand it's a massively complex issue and there's a lot involved and Mm -hmm. and I'm sure that the decision to postpone it must have been an anguished one um but that does leave a lot of very very unhappy runners and unhappy charities and yeah I got a text from
3: my charity this morning I haven't read it yet but yeah seems a bit cross
2: yeah it's really sad but to talk about things from a purely selfish level which like you know we do I think you should tell everyone your news Holly
3: okay so (laughs) A bit from some slightly sad news I suppose it isn't sad it's it, good in a way that we had a bit of extra time but I was really stuck into my training and I was like bollocks what does this mean what do I do now but it may not all may not be lost for the training that I've done so far because <sighs> I have decided that I'm going to join Esther and we are both going to be donning our lederhosen
2: lederhosen and, yep
3: <laughs> and running the berlin half together in yeah. the beginning of april oh i can't my God. wait i'm so excited have you I'm ever so been excited. to germany i've been to germany because i've got german family but oh. i've not been on like a holiday to germany I've, d- I've never been to berlin i was supposed to go to berlin once and i lost my passport and i couldn't go <gasps> i know uh, but look, can we just cycle back you've got family in germany Yeah, I've got family in Germany, but they live in, well, they live in a place called Bad Reichenhall. Oh my God, you're practically German and you never told me. I know. I think we've talked about this on, I swear we've talked about this on the pod. Because we we? were talking,
2: we were were trying to... I've just been ignoring you.
3: We were trying to practice our German on each other because I had, I remember the Germans were coming for Christmas and they couldn't. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. The same, those very same Germans who couldn't come for Christmas live in the south of Germany. Right. But they've never lived anywhere near Berlin and I've always wanted to go. So I've never had an excuse. And also, obviously, every time we visit them, it's a bit more, you know, it's like, it's fam time, isn't it? It's like going to their house and seeing them. We don't really get the curry versed no and steiner's <laughs> out
2: <laughs> which is always the bit that worries me because my capacity for alcohol is very
3: very small
2: and oh, i've seen those
3: things are very very big um, i can't wait <laughs> it's gonna be i a big can't thing. wait so we're i think we're going on the friday aren't we yeah we've got a, whole so of, of we've got a whole weekend of Germanic activities
2: yeah. yeah, it's it's all been organised by Sports Tours International. So um, I just need to give them a quick plug because, my God, they're sending us to Berlin, which is amazing. <laughs> and it, uh, we're, we're both oh. incredibly excited. But yeah, that does lead me on to a very slight – I just have to – this is like a tiny little point because I was phoned by Kate from Sports Tours International um, mm-hmm. not long ago, actually about an hour or so ago. Um, and she phoned because um, they're going to the national running show this weekend, which I'm also going to um which will have been and gone by the time this podcast comes out I think um mm. anyway i really excited about going to the, the national running show and I was gonna you know meet up with her and have a coffee and stuff like this and she phoned and she went hi I just need to run something past you and she was in a bit of a wobble because um she said she'd just seen the banner that Club La Santa which is um, Sports Tours International um, send people out to Club and Santa um, and Club Santa had have got a banner that's going up at the National winning Show and it's got a quote on there from oh. us. Oh! <laughs> right. From the podcast! <laughs> yeah! No! Um, yes! I know, it's amazing, isn't it? So it's a, there's, a, there's a quote on there and the quote is um, it's like Disneyland for runners, or oh, that yeah. was
3: that was our very own Esther Neumann. I remember that. No, thing it said. wasn't.
2: This is the thing. What? This is brilliant. You see this. This is I the thing. You
3: said that on the pod. You said it. Oh God, I don't know what's going I know. on. Anyway,
2: so but the thing is, the reason why she phoned in a bit of a flap is because it's attributed to me,
3: and I was uh, like, oh well, you know, <laughs> you should never have mentioned it. <laughs>
2: yeah And I said, um, if you hadn't called and I saw it and I even remembered that it was Holly, I would have just like, I don't know, phoned her up and gone, ha ha, my manner yeah. and yours isn't. Um, <laughs> and it would have been absolutely fine. But as it turns out, neither of us could remember either of us saying it, or we both think that I said it. Yeah. This is the power of suggestion, isn't it? Everyone's gonna think that it was my piece of genius. When actually I know it's yours. take
3: it actually I? no yeah, I, I should start charging people for things like that I should be less mm-hmm. relaxed
2: yeah this is this is all about um this is my
3: that's my creative property it is it is property rights isn't it yeah <laughs> your intellectual property <laughs> yeah people would pay me to be on their marketing teams I should <laughs> I should be more territorial about my work you totally should be <laughs> Honestly, I thought that you said that. I cannot remember those words coming out of my mouth. No, I'm gonna have to go back and check. But But, I believe her. I mean, that is—I fully, yeah. I I mean, that is exactly what Club La Santa is. So yes. It props is, to it? me. I'm yeah, I am glad I mentioned you. it. <laughs> <laughs> like, everyone that goes to NRS this weekend are going to go.
2: Oh, Esther, the words of genius that come from her I mouth. Know.
3: Make sure you do point it out to people. And have you seen my uh, yeah. my brilliant my my? I don't, know, I don't know how i thought of it. it just how did I think of me? it? It's just amazing. You know, yeah. I will be wearing my podcast T-shirt
2: while I am there. Oh, and I'm, I might oh. on the back. I might scribble in pen. Yes, I did say that. Thanks.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you could put, in fact, we sh- maybe we should redesign those T-shirts and say, "The Women's Running Podcast," as hosted by Esther Newman and Esther Newman alone, with no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. no one else <laughs> getting involved there. <laughs> Nobody else, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, most importantly, because I should put my selfish thoughts aside. Yes. Uh, does it say on the banner Esther Newman? The women's running podcast? I
2: I don't know. I don't know. Well, as opposed to Esther
3: Newman on her own. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. I'm that I was just (laughs) wondering will it get people to, will it get people not only to go to Club La Santa, but also to listen to our podcast?
2: Well, I hope so. Do you know what I'll do? I'll just stand next to the banner. In my podcast t-shirt. In your podcast
3: t-shirt. Yeah. I'm so excited to see the podcast t-shirt as well. I'm so sorry for the chaos that, that we have so much that's exciting that's going on.
2: We do. I know
3: most people are probably not excited to hear about our podcast t-shirts and we should go back to talking about Berlin, <laughs> but I cannot <laughs> wait for my podcast t-shirt. I can't We've wait. Got podcast t-shirts.
2: I know. Oh. At great expense. Not at great expense, like really done on the cheap, but we have got podcast t-shirts. I can't wait. So, um, yeah, we're going to have a photograph of us looking yeah deeply pink probably and 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 massively jolly yeah in our our podcast t-shirts yeah I can't wait we could
3: they're technical tees aren't
2: they yes ish uh, mm, I know what you're gonna say and I'm gonna say no straight away and the reason why I'm gonna say no straight away (laughs) is because they are
3: pale grey and and okay, fair okay. enough. The back sweat and the yeah. under boob sweat will be coming out in full force.
2: It will be, uh, yeah. One of the one of the things I'm doing while I'm at the National Running Show is having a sweat test with Precision Hydration. Oh, um, in your grey podcast T-shirt, it, in my grey podcast T-shirt. I think <laughs> for that particular one, I think it's it's really early on the Sunday morning, so I'm going to make sure I take a change. And you know, the the solid kind of Esther black T-shirt. That's what I'm going to take with me for that particular.
3: Event. Nice. I hope yeah. you enjoy. I'm a bit jealous. I'm skiving the National Running Show and just Esther's going because I'm hanging out with my sister, which will be nice. But yeah. I am quite oh. jealous. Oh, my God. I I, I can't wait. I yeah, can't we're going to do something at National Running Show South, aren't we?
2: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But we, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it because I've not been there since uh, January 2020, you know, before the world went mental. Mm-hmm. And um. And I, I loved it then and it was, it was a bit of a shock at how much I loved it. Cause I was like, you know, it's a show. Why am I going to like this kind of thing? But I loved it. And this year, because I know people even better than I did two years ago. Oh, look, see, when I get excited, I go, so Sydenham, even better, even um, better than that, even better than then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to, I'm going to get one thing that really, really makes me excited is the presence of flapjackery, which is just, the, flapjackery the purveyor of the best <laughs> flapjacks in the known universe i they, love
3: that name oh
2: they not only do they do they do all the different flavors of flapjack you can see i'm going off a tangent but i'm so excited about this but they they we're sell so, them we're
3: very overexcitable today <laughs> i'm aren't we? so excited about this <laughs> they sell
2: them in such massive wedges so tick mm-hmm. two they sell like normal flapjacks but three they sell flapjacks with the most amazing flavors and toppings like literally right I got this flapjack. Like, see how excited I am. I got this <laughs> flapjack the other year that was flapjack bottom and Bakewell tart top. Oh, my God. Does that even compute? I mean, can you even imagine how incredible Like a proper that is. Bakewell
3: tart. What I'm picturing, flapjack, you know, a yeah. tea buttery uh-huh. base. Uh, the whatever the uh, pff, icing, basically it's just icing, isn't it, on a Bakewell tart. Well, or is it's, it marzipan of some description?
1: No,
2: it's arm. Um, no, 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 almondy. Yeah. So you've got you've got your flapjack at the bottom. Then it was jam, and then it was the kind oh, of I the forgot cakey about jam.
1: bit. Jam. I forgot about jam.
2: Yeah, it's the jam, and then the cakey bit, and it was just. And has it got a little cherry? I can't remember. What I know is that it tasted amazing, and and I also I sent some to a friend at the beginning of the year as well, just as a sort of little pick me up present because because they now deliver nationwide I am not being sponsored by flapjackery for this but I bloody well should be yeah yeah (laughs) because they do deliver nationwide um and I sent one to them and I think they had a pecan one and they were just saying that was absolutely amazing so Mm. yeah anyway that's that's not the only reason I'm looking forward to the national running show but no it
3: doesn't sound like it no (laughs) no It is also,
2: you know, 36 hours away from the fam who I will miss greatly, but it means I get a hotel room to myself. I'm taking a very big book and oh, nice! I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to run on a treadmill. I'm going to speak to all these lovely shoe people that we know and the lovely kind of physio people that we know and listen to some amazing people. They've got all the people there, like every runner you want to hear, they've got. So, Yeah. And even I'm talking. Cool. She says at the last minute, I'm doing talking. As I, well. was
3: gonna say, well, I was going to say. I was going to say, please go and listen. We, to... We
2: can't say please go I because it's it's last. I know. I was going to
3: say. So I yeah. hope you all went, and I would be very disappointed if you didn't. But there's nothing you yeah. can do about it now. Well, you can you can always sign <laughs> up to do um, running show South, which is yeah. We're hoping we're both going to be there at running show
2: South. Yeah, yeah, and, and then not- and then there's Birmingham next year. But um, yeah, yeah. So all it's all very very exciting for me but it was all a bit kind of in the past but yeah so, so hopefully this at this point in time i will have eaten at least three wedges of flapjack and be basking in the glory of a talk that went stupendously well oh um,
3: yes yeah, i can't wait for future esther to have those feelings <laughs> I swimming so. in bakewell flapjacks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> um, you know what? There oh, was what? No, you say what you're going to say first. Sorry, we're really excited, aren't we? Today? Oh yeah. <laughs> and
2: oh, ooh.
3: <laughs> There's
2: a thing. There's another thing. um Well, I had two more things to talk about that are quite mm. random and not connected. So I'm doing like a really bad leap into the next one. Um, So I don't know if there was anything else you wanted to talk to talk about. Oh, yeah. While we're on those
3: notes, my ooh was Mm. while we're kind of still vaguely talking about running, racing, what's happening in the next few weeks and months. So Berlin half. Yes. I think it's, I can't remember exactly what date. Maybe it's the fourth, but it's the week. It's the first weekend in April. yeah. So that's about two or three weeks out from when the Bath half would have, in out the other side Mm -hmm. i mean um so my current plan is Mm -hmm. to stick to my training plan which would which you know i'll 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 do two three mile mini runs in the middle of the week and then a six mile long one on the weekend Mm. um and i think based on that training plan i would have been good yeah i think i i was just gonna i was going up by half a mile for my midweek runs and a mile for my my long runs Mm. until a 10 day or so taper before the bath half. So what shall I do now? I'm a bit confused. Should I do that anyway and have uh, just shift my taper along a bit further? So I do a couple more slightly long runs. I think that only saw me running up to 11. So I could do 12 and then have a taper. I'm not sure basically whether I should make up, the time now in that I should mm-hmm. like sort of almost stagnate for a couple of weeks and just know that's a negative word, isn't it? But, you know, plateau mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. a couple of weeks and just stay building up on these distances of three miles, six mile, for example, yeah. and then start building more as we get closer to the Berlin half. Or should I, should I keep building as I was going to and then nearer the time think about maintaining and stuff what would you do
2: what should i do right well i think this is it does put us in quite a fortunate position where we can train a bit more strategically i think Mm. for this to be more of a goal race um and what i would suggest would be to approach it more as you would a marathon Mm. so when you're training for a half marathon if you think about just think about your long runs and we can come to the middle runs another point but if we just think about your long run when you're doing half marathon training it's very common to follow a pattern where you're kind of increasing by roughly a mile a week something like yeah that. um and so your longest run you were hoping to do an 11 mile is that right
3: 11 was going to be my longest yeah which would have been two yeah. weeks before mm-hmm.
2: so with marathon training a really nice technique is to instead of having a linear rise of mileage every week on that long run not thinking about the middle runs um is to actually see it more like stairs and mm-hmm. not just stairs but stairs that sort of dip down so you might for instance do so uh like eight nine ten mm. and then drop down to eight and then your next week you do eleven twelve thirteen and then and nine then drop down to eleven yeah or yeah, do, you know 11. just drop down to a sort of slightly more comfortable thing so okay. what you could do is you if you've got an extra 3 weeks to train is you can so if you've got your training plan printed out or kind of somewhere accessible i would scribble in those 3 weeks and i'd i i put them in between you know so so if if you've now got 6 weeks um to do long runs or something i'd i sort of put them in between sandwich them in between um, and give yourself some, some plateau weeks where you drop down to maybe six or seven miles when you get up to the kind of eight, nine tens. If you see what I mean.
3: Yeah. Okay. That makes sense.
2: Yeah. And then, then that it helps your body. It should help your body recover.
3: Um, and yeah, I suppose I can see how that trains you to sort of like, you're not just building, 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 stop like you're learning how to do sort of like on's and offs and peaks and troughs of bit.
2: Yeah, yeah, but I mean the main, the main reason why it's there is to prevent injury. Mm, okay. So that that's going to be if you're if you're going to carry on training for like 3 extra weeks, then you really want to make sure that you're in the kind of best position when you get onto the start line. But it does if you've for instance if you've only given yourself um 1 week to taper um this is where you can give yourself two weeks and that mm. will really really so I help. think
3: I had two taper weeks anyway good I have Great. to add it up but I think yeah. I was gonna I was just gonna do basically what I did last time which worked quite well which was build up to 11 and then have a kind of two-week taper yeah where I was gonna do about five probably as my long run in the middle of that
0: So I guess I
3: can just afford to basically do like a couple more of those. So I've done five last weekend. If I do six, seven, then the week after I could pop back down to four or five, and then similarly the weeks after I can just do a couple more where I'm say just doing a five mile run.
2: Exactly that. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
3: Yeah. Okay. Cool. It feels great
2: because it's like you know there comes a point when you do you know when you start say you start from uh, like a two three mile standpoint you know if that's if that's where your long run started you don't ever think that dropping down and I'm saying that in inverted commas you don't never think that dropping down to like six miles is an achievable thing because that's something that you're aiming towards isn't it but then yeah when you're then suddenly running 10 miles dropping down to six miles you're like well this is really easy and I think the added benefit is that it gives you so much confidence in your endurance and Mm -hmm. your fitness because it's just like I'm going for a six mile run this weekend, and I'm really looking forward to it because last yeah, I was going to say, eight, so
3: mentally helps you keep going, doesn't it? To be like, okay, but it's not just because I was talking about this with Lex the other weekend and mm. saying that five last weekend was tough, not just because it, you know, it was five. We've run five miles quite a few times before,
0: mm. but
3: it wasn't. It wasn't tough because of the distance. It was tough knowing. Oh, and this is just the beginning. Next is six, then it's seven. That so I feel like mentally knowing that there's another drop back at some point would be really nice. Yeah, and it it means that you can kind of
2: you can arrange those weekends a bit as well, like socially. You know, you can think to yourself, "Well, you know what? Actually, if I'm only doing if I'm only doing a five or a six miler or something, Mm -hmm. then I can have a drink the night before, or I can, you know, yeah, plumb in a nice Sunday roast in the afternoon and you know you're not it doesn't wipe you out in the way that a, a big long huge long run might do so yeah cool. so I think it's good it's it's, it's great for us the, the other race that I'm going to be doing now um which I completely forgot to mention is you know we we you touched on the Vitality 10k um last yeah, who year who we do and we,
3: love and we really like working with and they're brilliant by the way I didn't mean to slag them off by saying it was my own stupid fault for Doing. oh no mine too mine yeah. too don't you
2: remember I, I i absolutely bombed it and then you pelted then, it mm. oh my god it was just the most painful thing i was such a plonker yeah i didn't so, drink any water like a plonker
3: oh so yeah. i had a horrible time yeah oh god
2: it was just awful wasn't it <laughs> it was just and we were like yay let's just go for our 10k and we'll have a jolly conversation afterwards and we came back
3: and we were like oh, oh, broken husks of
2: women <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, but i spoke to them this week and um they've invited me to do the the Vitality Ten K in person in oh, London. Oh, lovely! Yeah, so it always I'm, looks
3: like such a fun race.
2: It, do, yeah, it, it it really really does, and and I've never done it. I've never done it, so I am um, really looking forward to that. That's in May. Yes, it's in May, so cool. um, I think it's like um, it's going to be three or four weeks before the half, so it's perfectly placed. So, um,
3: yeah, that's brilliant. That can be like yeah. a like a drop back week almost.
2: Yeah, so that that'd be really nice. That's um, and that'll be with the kind of celebrate you crowd and hopefully I'll be running it with um I spoke to Emma Campbell and she's running it so 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 hopefully I'll be running with all of those lots. Do you feel
3: like you might be coerced into doing it in your pants? (laughs) (laughs) They can try all they like they literally they can try all they like it's that's
2: just you know I I'm there with them in spirit but there's absolutely no way that's ever going to happen.
3: Yeah I think I find it really scary doing that it's very impressive
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I won't even run showing my knees, like, let alone all of that
3: leg. I mean, props to everybody out there who does, but Mm. can you imagine wearing shorts running? I would feel like a complete turd. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a short wearer. I know there are lots of people
2: out there that love their shorts and their skirts and things like that and uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's I mean,
3: yeah. Yeah. I mean, hats off. Yeah, I can't. It's not even massively, maybe this is maybe it is, but I don't even feel massively as though it's a body issue for me. I just feel like I feel secure and like I know I'm not going to chafe and I know I'm going to be comfortable in my leggings. Yeah. I can't Mine's, imagine inviting yeah, I think, the oh I, inviting chafing like that. Yeah,
2: and I just, <laughs> I think I kind of, I, I like, yeah, I like the sort of the general kind of, like coarsity support that you get from you know a high waisted legging and and a kind of tight vest, which is what I tend to wear, and I'll wear like a, a baggy top over the top of that. And yeah, I like I like that feeling, but then I also do like kind of disappearing slightly into the background. So it's probably a whole other issue. Of psychoanalysis, <laughs> mm-hmm. I need to go into. But um, yeah, no, yeah, props for sure for props the short to wearers.
3: people who wear shorts because the rest of us are not psychologically stable enough to. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. My God, you're
2: the flag wavers. You're it's it's the 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 suffragettes of today. It the, really the women is women wearing their shorts,
3: throwing themselves in front of cyclists on towpaths in their running shorts. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly very that. crude comparison, crude analogy. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Anyway, so yeah. So I'm doing that's that. That's very exciting. I'm really excited for you for that. And I'm excited for you. So um so that's lovely. So I think <laughs> yeah, great. I think the only thing I wanted to do was to add in like at the end of this because we we've been kind of um having a few um, emails from some of our listeners, which have been really nice to talk about, aren't they? And yeah,
3: it's been lush. And if I'm thinking of the one that I thought you're going to read out today, this mm. one I particularly found both touching, but also really informative. And I, honestly, I feel like you guys tell us things and teach us things a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's really, really nice.
2: I love it. And I, right, so I um, mean, we had an email from Sue. And, um, and it was about bras and the thing is, is like, yeah, you're right. It does. It does teach us a lot because she asks us a question in it, which then made me ask a question of someone that knows more than I know. And in so doing, we, you know, we've just learned so Mm. much, um, in, in the space of about a week. Yeah. Um, And, and what she's, yeah, what she's talking about is, is interesting for all of us, but yeah, it's, it's such an emotive subject because, um, I won't read the whole thing out, um but she was talking about how she had a mastectomy um she had now where was it is she said I'm trying to figure out how long ago it was oh a year ago a year ago it's only a year ago she had a single mastectomy Mm. um so she was 39 there's actually two things that she talked about in in the email because she was talking about um going into does she talk about going to menopause I've just cut a bit of it out um I can't remember but um anyway the big thing she was talking about was was sports bras for women that have had mastectomies, um, whether that's a single or or kind of double mastectomy, and mm. so and her her what she was talking about is, um, what did she say? She says, yeah, oh yeah, she says she's in the menopause. That's another thing she's talking about. F- women that have been put into the menopause medically. Yeah, um, that, that was and what so I that-
3: I didn't know anything about, and it was so mm. interesting, and yeah, yeah. really yeah so that that was kind of like one topic
2: um and Mm. I think what we do is I'm going to save that as a subject and let's let's get an expert in to talk to them about that let's talk about menopause and let's talk about kind of like forced menopause that's not the word for it I'm sure but
3: yeah induced medically induced I guess it is almost isn't it yeah
2: um so she she says so the other topic is to do with a mastectomy Physically speaking, and she was talking about how many brands don't consider mastectomy ranges, um, or or the ability within their brands to use a prosthesis within the bra. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she says, and this, I hope she doesn't mind me saying her size. So she, because she told us that she's a thirty G. She was when she she says when I had two boobs, I was a thirty G. Now mm. that in itself is a complicated size. Yeah, a small back, big cup size. That can be really difficult anyway. Like, you know, even if, even with two boobs, searching for a bra, a sports, a good sports bra that caters to that size is tricky. Yeah. It's just really hard. I think searching even for like a normal bra I is was going to say,
3: I was going to say, I feel like you, you, yeah, you'd have to, you'd have to visit one of the kind of, yeah, like more specialist. Yeah. For big boobs I, 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 and I, stuff, I, wouldn't I think you, you, if would you were have after to. a 30G? Yeah. yeah yeah and I think the general the general assumption
2: with a lot of people that that don 't really focus on bras specifically there 's an assumption that you know the bigger the cup the bigger the back, and so they 're they're, they're not going to cater for that you know you 're not going to get that many women with that sort of size anyway yeah um, so so bearing it in mind that it 's difficult enough to get a bra when you 've got two boobs when you 've got one, she says it 's impossible. Um, so she was saying that it was she just can't find a sports bra to hold a prosthesis and she's had to self-modify with a three-year-old sports bra I mean how ridiculous oh, yeah is that but what I was going to say um, so this was just um, this came up as a result of a conversation with Booby Doo this morning I was just speaking to this company Booby Doo um, to a lovely woman there called Charlie um, and I posed this question to her now booby doo they're an online retailer, but they specialize in bras and sports bras mm. um but they have kind of adapted the way that they talk they they kind of they specialize in bigger bras for a start um but they 've kind of adapted the way that they they um speak to their their customers and um, because of um covid um, and it was, it was great. It was, it was lovely to talk to her because I think the great thing is, is that she's not brand specific. So it's not like talking to a brand manufacturer of a particular kind of bra. Yeah. Um, and what they do is, um, and she, what she would suggest in this instance is that they have like an online fitting. So you have like a zoom call where you do a, a kind of a measuring service oh
3: my god I would need one of those that's amazing it's amazing I, I yeah. mean yeah not for but like just you know for somebody who hasn't had a mastectomy I would love to have a zoom fitting at the moment I've been really struggling with what to do in covid times with well this yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah what was nice as well is that she did reassure me that you wouldn't have to get your baps out on Zoom. okay okay, okay good, so that's good. nice and she Take said if of those you- hackers <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you just she was like, you know, at, at, at most it's down to bra. Mm. But if you want to, you could wear a vest perhaps if it was a close-fitting vest. Um, and she said that they tend to, or they what they used to do in, in the kind of face-to-face days, like pre-COVID, is they would measure by sight rather than using kind of, you know, tape measures. Mm. Um, so it's, it's basic witchcraft. Yeah. Um, but there <laughs> is, there will be some measuring here. Um, so they kind of, they, you have this sort of measuring service um they will kind of guide you through it and it's someone really friendly it will, it will be a woman um and you know and then what they do is that because it's over zoom that they can then kind of share their screen and they will share sort of the three best bras that they think will suit you. Mm. And then you can choose the one that that you would like. Um and then and then after that, right? Get this. After that, after you've got your <laughs> bra and you've paid for it and there it is sitting there and you put it on, You can then have like a post-fitting conversation with them. And I've forgotten what it's called now. um, Where they will, you can go back onto Zoom or you can have an email with them or you can have a phone call and they will talk you through that bra to make sure it's fitting correctly and if there's any problems with it or if you need to tighten the straps or if you need to oh that's brilliant so your bras
3: arrived and you can if if you're having any issues you can have a follow-up that's so good isn't it so good and right on top of that right (laughs) she said that i know
2: i was i was blown away by this because i was talking particularly about sue and Mm. she said oh yeah right that is a tough one you know they do have bras that she she was thinking of bras off the top of her head, which and I won't mention their names, but she was like, right, okay, you know, there's one or two that I can think of that will be good here. But obviously, she, she isn't a suit as an individual, and they may not suit. But so what she said she would do is during that kind of Zoom, that first kind of call when they're doing the measuring and stuff and figuring it out, figuring out, you know, it was also kind of that that call is where you figure out whether you prefer bras that do up at the back or you want to pull it over your head or Mm. you want a racer back or you want, you know, this, that, the other, um, or underwire, you know. Um, And she said that in that call that if she couldn't think of anything in their range that would suit her, that she would direct Sue to the two companies that she knows would specifically make bras that would suit her and having that mastectomy and I was like oh "Oh, my god oh my god and I said what what, why don't shoe companies do that I said I know (laughs) could you imagine
3: what a thing to be missing oh I hope that Sue is listening and and does that we should maybe we should pop her an email back just in case she doesn't listen to this episode but I think that sounds like something that I mean specifically if you've got a a particular requirement with your mm. sports bra but that all of us should be doing. I'm 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 a little bit my tiny mind is blown. I my tiny mind was completely
2: blown and mm. you know it's kind of worth bearing in mind that like there are so many reasons why we should be fitted for a bra and and the last time I was fitted for a bra I was 12. Yeah, and me too. I I may have changed slightly <laughs> since. Then. Yeah, me you know. too. And all, all these things can affect, the, you know, like that aging. was really
3: mainly just about wanting to be to like, have a bra, have, be one of the girls in in year five or six or however old mm-hmm. I was to have a bra. Oh yeah, yeah, me too. Me
2: too. I really, really did not. Need I didn't. One. I didn't need one. No.
3: no. <laughs> I was trying to put <laughs> pencils underneath my boobs and everything, oh, yeah, and it.
2: I still try and do that. Can't do it.
3: Oh, I could probably stick a broom handle now.
2: <laughs> but I mean this is the thing this is it was so important what she was saying cuz she was you know like your your boobs change so much. They change when you age, they change when you've had babies, they change mm. if, if with weight gain or loss, they yeah. change because hormones, of hormones. Hormones? Yeah, yeah. Hormonal fluctuation. Like you could go and get fitted for a bra in the middle of, of period and and it w- won't it will be sagging around your waist when 100% you get home two weeks later so yeah
3: and then oh, I guess of course as well like in specific instances like Sue has mentioned
0: mm.
3: of course you're not necessarily it's not a given that you're not that you're always going to have both of your boobs forever and that exactly. yeah that the bra that you've worn all through your adult life is going to fit you forever as well Yeah.
2: And also bearing in mind that the bras that we do have, I don't know how old your bras are, I shan't ask, because mine are filthy old, like, you know, ridiculously old. And obviously they lose their stretch and their support so you oh, could be I'm wearing so bras so that you think fit you and, yeah it's great I, I, isn't used, it?
3: I think I used to wear bras that were a bit more sensible back when we interacted as human beings <laughs> too. More with each other <laughs> but since lockdown I haven't worn anything with any support no. and I've my boobs have grown so desperately desperately need to follow up with booby-doo there
2: yeah there you go you see isn't that amazing? And, uh, honestly, this is not sponsored by Boobie Doo no, I'm or just Flapjackery. <laughs>
3: so. so they know where to find us. Yes, they do.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine being sponsored by Flapjackery? I was thinking Booby Doo. <laughs> do you want bras? I want
3: Flapjacks. Yeah, let's get both on board. <laughs> I need several. I'm going to need regular bra fittings with the amount I'm going to expand through all my Flapjacks anyway. So... <laughs>
2: Thank you for listening. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or any running stories as we'd love to include them in a future podcast. This podcast was recorded using Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe that way you won't miss the next episode. Don't forget to sign up to Women's Running Magazine this January for 2 99 a month. Just go to shop.com uk and enter the code JAN22WRPOD at the checkout. Happy running.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods,